Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kane and Bucks. Can't stop a horrible game by us. Oh, I think we've been building the belief. Right now we're not good enough and we've got to find a way through that. Today we didn't bring the pressure. Yeah, I think the way we set the game up in the first half is the reason why we got the job done. We did a lot of things right. We executed a plan coming in. On Kane and Bucks, speaks volumes. For Loop Logics, the future of construction management. For a free demo, visit looplogics.com. We've done it all year. We pose the question, who does the result speak volumes about? It's for Loop Logics, the Swiss Army knife of construction management. Just before that, before we work our way through Friday night's game, uh, we have a live audience here at Melbourne Skydeck, and we've solved the problems of the football season in the ad break. Tony over here has got a Collingwood polo on. He's suggesting not only are they going to win and win comfortably, he's sensing a dynasty, and he reckons Collingwood are going to win the next three. This is Tony. Confident, you, aren't you, Tony? Absolutely. Did you, you see go. what Kane just did then? You said two. You went back to back, right? <laughs> Kane put some mayo. If I had Kane, have let put, him Kane go. Kane put some mayo on it. Bit of mayo, do you think? You, if you, I had have let him you're go. You're a great entertainer. You just need to push it a little bit further, <laughs> don't you? Well, Tony's playing his role extremely well. That's what, a, that's what a supporter should do. Yeah, we've got a few. We've got two Port Adelaide supporters here who are depressed. We've got some blue, blues fans. A couple of Melbourne supporters yep. that got themselves out of bed, which is an amazing effort. Drag themselves out of bed. Any North Melbourne fans here? No, luckily. Luckily. All right, let's work our way through this, Bucks. Who does the result between Carlton and Melbourne speak volumes about? Well, we probably we focused a lot on the winners, so it's nearly worth going to to the, the vanquished. And I, look, I, I thought that Melbourne, I thought that Simon Goodwin and his coaching staff showed great courage about two-thirds through the year when they just weren't able to score. They decided that they were going to play a running side. They were taking an extra player in t- as a runner. They actually left Woe Woden in, who was a second game player in their side mm. and drop Grundy. That was the decision they made. So you see Chandler, think Chandler, Neil Bullen, Spargo, Woden at times, um, Fritch came back into it. Melksham was a real um, loss for them because he was a player who could give you ground cover but would also do the job in the air on, on the opposition's best intercept defender. So Losing him really hurt. Losing Petty really hurt. But I thought that I thought that the the Melbourne coaching staff pulled their season out of the fire when they were prepared to make the courageous and very difficult decision to not go with two uh, ruckmen. Which you've said, but did they get it wrong on the night? Well, you 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 have to consider that possibility given that they didn't get the result. So it's easy to say yes, they got it wrong on the night, but they still had twenty six scoring shots. Um, uh, they had kicked nine seventeen, which was probably, in my mind, a more um, a stronger contribution to the win or to, to the loss than than actually anything that Carlton did to them. I thought that they did enough to win the game; they just didn't finish well enough. So, I don't, I don't think you can argue that having Josh Shackey sit there as a sub for the entire game and not having Brody Grundy in as a sub um, 
uh, lost you the game of footy. What uh, what part did the the Brayshaw incident have in in dist- distracting them as a group? I, I I'm not sure he had a great two weeks, Simon Goodwin. Uh, I'm not. I thought his comments no, after well, they that lost, game. They, they, they lost two games. Of, they lost two finals by very narrow margins. And you can't say like. And the game is in the game is in the margins when you get to finals. You, they they played against two really good opponents in in Collingwood and Carlton. Carlton have been one of the form teams in the second half of the year. Collingwood have been the best team throughout the season. Melbourne found a way mm. to finish in the top four. I don't. And I think. That was an. I think that was an exceptional coaching performance because yeah, that that's great. That's great. It's like it. the Ken Hinckley discussion. That would be the criticism. That it's great to get there, but that that, that only gets you so far. It's and in their last four finals, they've kicked 71, 53, 79, and sixty nine points. They, ca- they haven't been able to score in finals. Uh, the selection quick questions and queries mm. are there. The sub is there. The lack of discipline from their players. I haven't seen anything like it. Like I how, hear all of how that. many undisciplined moments did they have in that game? Now is that a reflection of the coach? Is that players going rogue? Like one of the more selfish performances I've seen from Cosy Pickett. And for a, he had some good moments, but well, for a that, talented player, I agree with you in the first half. But then, me- it was a meltdown. It was a meltdown from Cosy Pickett. I and. I don't reckon you can argue against that, mm. and that's what happens when you get you get put in these situations. Sparrow where... is a mild mannered player. What what possesses him mm. to to reverse that kick with or a throw in with five minutes to go, and all of a sudden field position again? Oliver, we've spoken about Pickett running through the mark, Pickett trying to take off the head of McGovern, trying to clean up Cripps and get himself away. He wouldn't be playing this week. Like, the, these, how this... do you explain that? Well, the only way I think that you do explain it is because it's a it's a high pressure environment. There's mm. a big difference between a qualifying opportunity and a win or go home scenario. And I think, and, and that's what you find that you find that, that um, you're tested mentally and emotionally as much as physically. Mm. And, and there's no doubt that they're, you pick it in particular. I thought he was, he was off, but then again, you've got to say his strength of character to come back in that third quarter when asked to play a different role in the second half. If, if Melbourne had won that game, that coaching move to put him to full forward and to give him the opportunity to keep coming up at the ball and release him from the, the Brent Daniels role that we were just talking about all the way up and all the way back, that was a significant coaching move that actually gave Melbourne a chance to win the game. Now, they didn't get over the line, but they showed, they showed resilience themselves. But I agree with you. It, it, it is the little moments. And when you're, when you're two points on the wrong side of it, we go to all the things that you should have done better mm. and that you didn't do well enough. Mm. When you're two points the right side of it, we sweep all of those things under the carpet. I'm sure if we're if we're sitting here and Carlton had have not been able to get that one over line, would have gone ifs, buts, and maybes for another ten or twelve situations. But we're not. We're looking at the Melbourne side. All right, this is speaks volumes. You can pre-order your AFL Grand Final record and Premiers edition now. Head to aflrecord.com.au. We will do the Port Adelaide and the Giants game after these news headlines. All right, speaks volumes. Port Adelaide and the Giants. We've spoken at length about the Giants. So what's your thoughts on Port? Well, talk to me about Port. I, I thought, once again, there was a time, there was a game, I can't remember when it was, but Port Adelaide had lost those those games earlier mm. and there, there was a must-win game. I think it might have been against the Bulldogs on a Friday night around, mm. around, around, around 9 or 10. And Charlie Dixon came into the side and he looked lame. Yep, but he was he was a really important part. Had a good of, first quarter. Yeah, so they were kicking long to Charlie Dixon, and it, and it basically was difficult to defend, and it set up the rest of their runners. I had the feeling then that 
if it wasn't a must-win game at footy, that Charlie Dixon wouldn't have played. Mm. He looked... I reckon they went to Charlie Dixon this week to try and do the same thing, to try and help the, the players surrounding him to be able to pop off the back of his presence. That just didn't happen this no. week. Yeah, it's amazing how uh, their lack of depth was exposed this year. And this is why I enjoy the trade period because it gives hope for supporters now they they didn't address the areas that needed to be addressed yep you get horn francis in and you had to do that and and that's great and that's going to be a a raging success for them for a long period of time and rioli it's been okay he's had some moments but you didn't address what you needed to address and that has killed them throughout the year and it was always my concern Um, but then so that's that part of it but then Mm. you look at in a big final how you've been absolutely smashed in the midfield in two finals in a row against good yeah. opposition. So that, that doesn't alleviate any responsibility the clearance, the of that. Clearance like the clearance numbers midway through the second quarter. Just, just extraordinary. So the Giants in the first half, plus 77 touches, plus 18 in contested, plus 17 in clearances, inside 50s, plus nine, and nine more scoring shots. They should have lost by 10 goals. So that's the reality of it. Probably in two finals, to, to be fair. So they'll need to address that. They'll need to address the accountability of the midfield. Why did they go missing when it had been such a strength for them? Uh, they look like they have a lack of speed. At times, is just exposed with the Giants' running power. So that would be a question. Um, you know, the thing, the, one of the things that stands out to me, and this is the... Offense versus defense, and and Ken has always been a he loves to play a front half game. So mm. if you play a front half game, you want good users behind the ball. Farrell and Burton to me are, are two players that I reckon when you get against the best opposition and you get into high pressure finals, that they're they're players that that are more flashy than reliable. Mm. It's one of the one of the poorer performances I've seen from a player in this final series was Ryan Burton. Now, well, and he, did and he, pretty, was, he was great against Charlie Cameron the week before. Correct. So he had the Toby Green job and it's the toughest matchup in football at the moment. I get that, but uh, handball turnovers, like yeah. allowing Green in behind him multiple times. Well, I think the way, the way GWS moved the ball from their, from their back half, it's you, as a back six player, you're relying so much on the defence of your forwards and your midfielders to stop that run or just halt them up and, and um, pause it just for two or three seconds just so you can mm. get the positioning mm. right. As soon as they surge through and that defence doesn't work, you're, you're, you're basically all at sea. The way that GWS lengthen away, the way they were trying to get out over the back, you, ne- you really are relying on your forwards to put pressure on ball to do your job half in a, in a half-decent manner, and it didn't happen for Port no, on the night. Yeah, and they've been beaten uh, badly in, in some big finals recently. Um, so they'll have to address that. Again, I know there's a lot of frustrated Port fans out there. Speaks volumes is for Signet, the 2023 Toyota AFL Grand Final double ticket giveaway.